Blog Talk Radio. It's a gridiron stud show and a promo that's got the flow. Football knowledge from toe to toe with Amo, Calamino, and the other host. You already know Chad Wilson brings you the show. Dial us up. Give us a call. We're waiting here to talk some ball. 347-633-9365 is the number to call. So don't sit around. No time to stall. Giving you football from wall to wall. And now we give you our two hosts, Amo and Chad, with your breakfast toast. It's the Gridiron Stud Show. It's Tuesday. It is January 19th, 2016. It's not Monday, Emil, but this day is sure starting off like one of those Monday mornings. Good Lord. Shaping up like one for you? Oh, it's definitely shaping up like one. It can only get better from here. Nevertheless, we are on somehow, some kind of way. You know, blog talk radio, sometimes they get it right, sometimes they don't. Today's one of those days where they're not particularly getting it right but the show must still go on as they say so we are here uh for the next hour Emil is not he's got 20 minutes for us today but i'm going to take it the rest of the way so let's just jump into things right away it was uh as our guest last week warren sapp described it the best he calls it the best weekend in the nfl and i'll be damned it turned out to be just that all four playoff games Emil decided by a touchdown how about that yeah, it was crazy. They were good games. I mean, you know, I, I guess you, your plan, I'm going to assume, is you're going to cover them in some sort of order, I'm going to guess, unless unless I read you wrong. Hey, so, I mean, well, I'm, you know, I'm guessing we can start with that KC-New England game. Is that okay? Yeah, you know, if if you wanted to call any of those games boring, this would have been one of those games uh, that you could call that, if you could call any of them boring. There was a little bit of drama there at the end, but New England had control of this football game pretty much throughout. And by golly, man, the Patriots are there again. Is this the fifth straight for them a- AFC Championship game? Yeah, you have to yet? admire the you have to admire the excellence. But I have to say, you know, what I think bugs people who aren't Patriot fans. It bugs me because I do admire the excellence as a football fan. There's no no way around that. It's pretty cool what they do. They get away with their stupidity. And what I mean by that is, and you know where I'm probably going to go with this, Sure. after the we, Chiefs we almost it. miraculously run out the clock for them. I mean, New England basically watched the other team run out the clock. Did you see that touchdown drive to get it to 27-20? Was that I the did. worst job of clock management you've ever seen in professional football? Um, pretty bad, although, you know, um, it wasn't the only Did you hear what Andy Reid said? Weekend. He said he wanted to score – have all his timeouts left, and leave very little sure. time left. So if they scored again, they wouldn't give New England the ball. Well, damn, Andy, you did it. I think you took uh, about six minutes <laughs> off the clock of the eight. So congratulations. Good job. Uh, I mean, if that was your, if that was indeed your strategy, they their drive in particular went about it absolutely the wrong way. I mean, just all the wrong moves. These are elementary things, Emil, that you have going on in a football game. You should be able to get these things right. This the mismanagement of the clock in the end. Uh, this is elementary stuff. You should know this at the high school level. This should not be happening. But I just, you know, we had this also in the next game. Um, 
with with the Packers and the Cardinals. And you know, I'm kind of noticing this. You know, maybe we need to do some extensive research on it. But these, you know, the mismanagement of the clock stuff. Um, it's it it seems to be some coaches here that call their own plays. It's, it's not invariably the it's always the offensive guys. It, it, it's almost without a doubt. And that shouldn't be, Emil. That absolutely shouldn't be. Those guys should know how to manage a clock at the end of a game. But well, but let's focus though for what's because these are great examples, and it happens they're going to be back to back. Let's start New England. They're up twenty-seven twenty, and this is where New England. I don't know if it's just because they're good. The other team thinks they're not supposed to win for some reason, and I don't know what it was. They decide they're going to throw at the end of the game. Now, why? I have no idea because the Chiefs have shown no ability to go do a touchdown drive like like they had, you know, within a minute. Okay, so if you if you run that clock down, you run that football. Uh, basically, you're going to punt it back to the Chiefs. They're going to be on their own ten or twenty yard line, and they've demonstrated no ability to to go that amount of yards in in less than a minute in this game with no timeouts. They pass. Brady goes back to pass. He throws a ball, and wouldn't you know, Tom Ali has both hands on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. And somehow um, now I know he's got to be the, thinking about that today. He's got to be thinking about that today. But what are you doing? What are yeah, you doing? And he's a defensive right end, so there's like you always used to tell me. There's a reason guys aren't wide receivers. I mean, so I can't fault Ali for not catching the ball because he plays defensive end. I mean. He's not paid to catch football necessarily. <laughs> but. True, but come on, man, you gotta you know make that play in that situation. But nevertheless, you know Patriot fans will say these are the Patriots. This is what they do. You know why stray away from what it is that they do? Well, I guess you know. Listen, it's worked for them. They've been to five straight NFC uh, championship, uh, AFC championship games. They've been to two, what, two of the last four Super Bowls. So I mean, hey, they're gonna tell me to shut up, and I'm gonna have to shut up. But I'm just telling you. That could rear its ugly head somewhere. They still have to win two more football games and against some pretty good teams, and you want to play like that, sometimes that, that'll that catch up with you. That's a little bit of arrogance, if you ask me. Yeah, well, I've, uh, I said this in the middle of the season, even while they were having that run, that uh, there could be a little bit of a problem there with them because they're not trying to run that football the way that they need to. And it's just never – it hasn't been the Patriots' way over the last decade, which is why they only have one Super Bowl win. And now I sound a little pompous saying something like that. but oh, Only one, is, right? The Cleveland Browns only fans one. Yeah, cut yeah, off only their, their hand <laughs> for, for one Super Bowl win. Yeah, of course. You know, some Eagles fans there as well. But – um, with all of the greatness that they've had, they've had many opportunities. Let's just put it to you that way. They're constantly in the AFC Championship game, and they've been in some Super Bowls, and they've come up short. And they've been beaten subsequently by teams who can um, run the football and play defense, which those two things go hand in hand. But nevertheless, here they are. Well, they kind of did, though, what you and I said that might happen in that game, which kept us off picking Kansas City, even though we kind of thought Kansas City had a good chance because they kind of just dinked and dunked their way down the field, and you were sitting there almost being bored to death like watching a Floyd Mayweather fight. But, damn, at the end, they're up 14 points with seven minutes left, and you're kind of like, how the hell did that just happen? Yeah, I don't know. Where do the Kansas City Chiefs go from here? What do they do? This was a great season. They won 10, 11 games in a row. Don't see them doing that again. So how do the Chiefs get over the hump here? What do you think they need to do? Well, I mean, you and I kind of disagree on this a little bit, but you can win football games with an Alex Smith. There's no doubt he makes mainly good decisions, but the good decisions 
are also a product of taking no risk. And that's very hard. It's very hard to win championships that way because, as you know, in football you need explosive plays. Because going 80 yards all the time against NFL-caliber defenses is just very difficult. I mean, you need some plays both from your defense taking the ball away, and the Chiefs do that pretty well. they got a pass rush. they got some good corners. But you also need some, some plays of 40, 50, 60 yards when you're on offense to make it easier to score, and you're just not going to get that with Alex Smith. And I know what you're going to say. You know, who does he have playing wide receiver? And that's a valid argument to a degree. But the, the guy just doesn't push the ball down the field. He's got no desire to do that. He doesn't and doesn't seem to take those chances. And, I, I, you know, of course I've said, what does he really have for a deep threat there? doesn't really have that kind of guy. But, you know, it's left to see if he does get that guy, will he indeed use him? It just doesn't seem like his thought process is at all in uh, trying to stretch the field. Will he is the dump-off uh, check-down king? So, you know, yeah. yeah he, I'm not I can, just, you know, I'm not talking, Chad, just about, like, hey, run a fly pattern and, you know, I'll throw it to you. I'm even saying, like, you know, those – 15, 18 yards, those those dig routes where you have to throw it in a, in a tight window. He just doesn't seem like a guy very interested in doing that. And it, it's hard to move the football in 5- to 10-yard chunks down the field against good defenses in the NFL. Yeah, very true. Sliding on to the game that came on later that night, it was probably uh, the game most people – were uh, interested in seeing. Uh, it was Green Bay and Arizona. That rematch there, as you know what happened in the first matchup, it was all Arizona. And, you know, this was what we predicted um, in in the rematch, that it would be, once again, all Arizona. Again, it was not that. It happened to be one of the most thrilling NFL playoff games, perhaps of all time. All kind of craziness happening in this football game. You, you had a game where Carson Palmer threw a pass late in the game that went through about three people's hands and ended up in the hands of his player for a touchdown that put the put Arizona up and then the Packers for the second time this season at the end of a game throw a Hail Mary bring rain pass with, with a, a miracle no chance of uh, of it happening again and it did it happened again and they tied a football game and go to overtime and if you're a Packers fan you're feeling really good at that point but in the end uh, Larry Fitzgerald came out of nowhere uh, I mean, he's, he's had a great season but really just took over in this football game well, there's, first of all, I want to make a statement. Then I have two problems with this game and, and for each team. One, Arizona really showed me something in this game because, honestly, that's probably the – other than the game against Seattle where they half laid down once Carolina got way up the last week of the season, um, that's one of the, you know, the, the, the poorer performances I've seen them put on in the last couple of months. And they still won the game. And 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 I honestly, it never should have got to the point it did. And this is where I have a problem. And you know where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. There's two minutes, 20 seconds left in the game. Green Bay's got one timeout. They're down seven. Arizona is, or they're down four. Arizona's already in field goal range on the 25-yard line. Coaching 101 says, I run the ball. They use their timeout. I run the ball again. If, assuming I don't get a first down, it goes to the two-minute warning. I run the ball again. If I get a first down, damn, the ball game's over if he pops one. If not, the clock's going down to a minute 20. I'm taking a timeout. I'm kicking the field goal, which weighs five seconds. I'm kicking off, which probably could waste another five seconds. Nonetheless, Green Bay's going to get the ball back with about a minute 15 at most and no timeouts down seven, okay, on Mm -hmm. their own 20-yard line. They threw the Hail Mary with five seconds left in the game, but Bruce Arians 
He threw a pass somewhere in there, so he allowed them an extra 40 seconds. So that five seconds at the end, the game's over. There is no Hail Mary. Uh, yeah, I yeah I get it, and then you know more mismanagement of the clock. You just have to feel though it's some kind of way that that hail mary at the end was going to happen, <laughs> whether they ran that ball or well, not. Well, you could it make just that argument, like game but look, destined. the reality is, you know, I'm right. You, you, listen, you're going to be up seven in that po- at that point in the game, regardless. There's no reason he's saying, "Well, I went to end the game." Uh, yeah, Bruce, I get it. Okay, riverboat gambler, that's great. Okay, but you almost got a team that's Super Bowl capable here. You almost got them knocked out of the playoffs because you wanted to prove to everybody how smart you are. I know you're smart. You went to Arizona and turned them into a good team. I already know you're smart. Yeah, uh, no doubt about it. Nevertheless, they got away with their foolishness like the uh, Patriots. Well, let me ask you. Here's the question I have for you on Green Bay, and I would have done this. I said it at the time. When they threw the Hail Mary and they got it, I would have went for two, and I'm going to tell you why. Most coaches won't do that because they're afraid – they're going to be criticized if it fails. But here's the thing. You can lose in overtime just as easily as you can lose at that point. Arizona was clearly, okay, they didn't know what hit them at that point. If I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm dialing up the best two-point play I have, and I'm taking my shot to end the game right there because I have a team that is totally discombobulated, for lack of a better word. They're looking around. They don't know what's going on. What the hell just happened here? I'm going for the win. Am I wrong? Um, you know what? I can't criticize the guy for doing the safe thing, and then let me just move this game into overtime and take my chances there. That's always a difficult call to make. Typically, um, you lean on the side of going for two if you are the the road team there and, and vice versa. But in that situation, I don't know. Who do you have? You don't really – if you're right now the, the Green Bay Packers, you don't have a go-to guy in the red zone area. You just and that don't. may be – I was just going to ask you that. Do you think that probably played into his decision? Do you think if he had – uh, maybe a Randall Cobb out there, somebody he could maybe put in yeah, the slot. Yeah, I think so. You know, I think so. Yeah, maybe uh, yeah, goes I, for. I, you I know think? I've got a matchup. Yeah, I got a matchup I could win if I've got Calvin Johnson or I've got you know someone right there where I know I I've, I'm I have a distinct advantage. Uh, maybe I go that route. Otherwise, and, you know, he probably you know, figures himself at that point. He probably thinks you know what th- I know Arizona's not playing their best football tonight. Maybe I get a fumble. Maybe I get an interception in overtime. I kick the field goal. I win the game. So, yeah, I mean, I, I get you. You know, he's probably saying I have a matchup. I, you know, I'm not sure I have a matchup. I can definitely win here. I'd rather just take my chances and hope I, you know, maybe I get a turnover and win the game. Yeah, I think that I think that was the route that he needed to go, and he and he went it. So let's talk about the games on Sunday. You know, you had you had the Carolina Panthers and the Seattle Seahawks, and you and I picked the Panthers on this one. We weren't even we. You know, we had some trepidation going into the game as, you know, did we really need to pick against the Seahawks here? Well, listen, uh, 15 minutes into this ball game, it was very clear that we had the right side in this one. Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers came out, punched these guys right in the mouth, and showed them that they meant business very, very early in this contest. And they went into halftime with a 31 nothing lead. Well, apparently, I don't know, they took a nap at halftime. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Came back out, didn't want to do any more scoring, and the Seattle Seahawks fought like the champions that they are. This came up short in the end. Needed probably another five, ten minutes in this game to get back in it and maybe win it. This was a very troubling trend if I'm a Panther. Uh, they're 16-1, and but let me tell you, there's a couple games this year, and you'll remember them distinctly. We, we've talked about them on the show. They had a game against Green Bay this year, very similar. Um, they had a huge lead late third quarter. I want to say they were up in the 20 somewhere. Game ended up 37-29 with the Packers on their 10-yard line taking shots to, you know, 
score and go for two. Okay, they won the game. They held on. They had a game with the Giants this year where they led by 21 points. I think it was 35-14. They needed a game-winning field goal to beat them 38-35. And then you get this against a Seattle team that you knew was going to show some pride in the second half, but you never thought they'd have that game to the point where they were within one score. And like you said, probably needed another five, ten minutes, and they might have even won the game. So I'm a little concerned. If I, you know, if it, it, it seems to me the Panthers run out of gas, for lack of a, a better word. Um, yeah, I don't. It's hard to know how much they were trying, or you know, did they just want to hurry up and get the game over with, and then they found themselves in a situation where they might have to turn it back on. It's it's hard to know. I'm going to judge them more on that first 30 minutes that they came out with. And uh, they just look like a pretty dominant football team. They look like a team that's going to not only go to the Super Bowl and win it, um, a little early for me to be making that prediction, but they they look like uh, the best team in football right now. So we'll just see how things work out tomorrow. Not a whole bunch to say there. Um, I will, you know, I will talk in the in the following segments about what does this mean for the Seattle Seahawks? Is their run over? Can they get back in it? And is their time up? We'll talk about that. Let's slide over to the late game. It's Pittsburgh and Denver. Uh, the Steelers did a whole lot more than I thought they would do in this football game. You know, kudos to them. But in the end, they're they're out of the playoffs. Well, Roethlisberger baited all of us because you know when he's telling people all week that he has torn ligaments, we should have known that's BS. Because let's face it, if you have that injury, you know I, I should have put my poker glasses on, my Texas Hold'em glasses. Am I telling you I have torn ligaments if I really have torn ligaments? Think about it. What competitive uh, advantage does it give me to tell you I can't throw the ball 10 yards? Well, there's a lot of playing that goes on with injury reports, even though you're not supposed to do stuff like that. But um, did you think he wasn't going to play in this game? I knew he was playing. No, no, I don't mean not playing. He made it sound like you knew he was going to play, but he made it sound like I have torn ligaments. I don't doubt he had a sprain and he had a, an injury. We We all saw that. But – the injury he described would lead you to believe I've got a guy that even if they shoot him up isn't going to be able to throw the ball 10 to 15 yards with any velocity, and you could see from the first ball he threw in the game. Honestly? Yeah, he, either, hung, he hung one deep, and I think that was all part of the plan. Hey, he's hurt. Let's just sit on some routes here. Um, maybe that was a thought from Denver, and then, you know what, if we're Pittsburgh, let's catch him sitting in some routes and throw right. the ball deep. He just, there was nothing he just wrong. didn't find Listen, his target He may have been hurt, he had a guy open but there's out, nothing so wrong with him. He no, could throw the not, ball. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. His biggest problem was the Denver defense, and I think things ended up as they should. Denver's been a good team all season long. You had a little problem there with the quarterback situation, but in the at the end of the day, they uh, they end up being the winners. And, hey, what do you know? It's it's Brady and it's Manning again. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's a little swan song, so, I, you know, let's see it one more time. I mean, I have to say, you said they had a problem with the quarterback situation. I don't know if they fixed the problem. I mean, their defense bailed them out on Sunday. Um, I felt a little greedy. You know, our picks, we were, uh, you know, we had our, our, our loss on Arizona, and we had a win on Carolina. In this game, you and I both liked Denver. Um, and I forget what, if we were giving seven or seven and a half in this game, but I know one thing. It was seven, um, so we, we looked, put a we were giving every seven. column there. We took a push in uh, in that game, and I felt like you know all game we were down. But when they scored and made it twenty to thirteen on the two pointer, and then got the fumble and kicked the field goal, well, damn it, I'm a greedy thought guy. Thought we were winning. Okay. Yeah, thought <laughs> yeah, we're gonna win. Thought we were winning. Yeah, but then Denver relaxed. So you've uh, seen that plenty of times in games. So that's how we ended up one. one I'm excited one. about both of these games. I mean, I, I think this year we pretty much got 
um, the two games that if you're not a fan of a particular team or your team isn't in it like mine, these are the games at least I wanted to see. I wanted to see Carolina-Arizona, and I wanted to see Denver-New England. Yeah, I can be down with that. I'm all right with those matchups, so I'm looking forward to them. I know you got to run, and so do I. I got to take a quick break. I'm coming back. Amos got to hit the road, but I do have Warren Sapp, NFL Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp is going to be on with us next here on the Gridiron Stud Show to continue our discussion on the NFL playoffs and what he calls the greatest week in the NFL. So we'll be back to do that right here on the Gridiron Stud Show. Be right back. Hey, 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 do you love fantasy sports? Do you love money? Do you love excitement? Well, get ready, because you may have found your heaven. FanDuel has combined all of these great things into one amazing website. Turn your love for sports into money and excitement with one week and even one day fantasy leagues with a chance for enormous payoffs. FanDuel pays out over $10 million in winnings weekly to its members. That's right, $10 million. One member has made over $600,000 playing in their league. Another customer entered a one day contest for $25 and get this, cashed out $25,000 that day. FanDuel even offers a 100% money-back guarantee. Sign up now and join a league. If you don't absolutely love it, they'll give you your money back. You can enter leagues for as little as $1. For a limited time, FanDuel is offering a 100% deposit match bonus to Gridiron Stud Show listeners. That's right, they'll match your initial deposit all the way up to $200. What more can you ask for? Just head over to FanDuel.com right now and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS when you sign up. But you better hurry. The match bonus is going to end soon. Just head over to FanDuel.com and enter the promo code GRIDIRONSTUDS. Do it now! You want the truth? Well, here it is. Speed kills. And in no other sport is that true than in football. Speed gets you to the end zone. Speed gets you to the ball carrier. Speed makes you a winner. Do you want championship-type speed? Do you want speed that kills? Then Complete Speed is what you need. Complete Speed is turning athletes into game breakers. With quick and easy methods that are easy to understand, Complete Speed can shave time off your 40-yard dash, make you quicker and more explosive. They have a clear progression, drills, and exercises, along with specific instructions. They also have proven sample workouts and programs for you, the individual, or for you, the coach. Speed is what you need, so hurry now and check out Complete Speed. Just go to gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed. That's gridironstuds.com forward slash complete speed for more information right now. We're back here on the Gridiron Stud Show. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. I mean, look, you get a you get a holiday. You start thinking it's Monday. It is actually Tuesday, folks. For those of you who are uh, in a funk and a haze and don't know which end is up, you might have drank a little bit on the holiday. Just me here giving you the news. It is Tuesday, January nineteenth. Mark all that down. Well, nevertheless, it's Tuesday. And when it's Tuesday, that means it's uh, Straight Talk with Warren Sapp. So happy to have him on here next to talk about some of the things we just discussed in our previous segment and some other things I'd like to bring up. Hey, Sapp, you know, just thinking about um, some of the hires that they had in the offseason right now in the NFL, some of our real, real head scratchers. 
Um, what in your mind is the least inspiring of these hires? Mike Malarkey would be my vote. You, you got one that could top that? Dirk Cutter. That's how you feel? All right, I got this for you. Dirk Cutter had Matt Ryan fresh out of college. The Atlanta Falcons were the number one seed in the NFC. Won their first playoff game since the Dirty Birds. You know, mm-hmm. lost it. Matt Ryan, you know, the number one seed, everything. Dirk Cutter was the offensive coordinator there. How many job offers he got that offseason? Quite a few, didn't he? None. Now interview. <laughs> not a one interview. Dirk Cutter was not on the hot list. Why is it so? How did this even? Happen? I want to know, hey, dog. I want to know this. All of a sudden, we going somewhere. Look like we going somewhere in Tampa, and I know it. The wheels fell off at the end of the year, but I understand that. You know, you got a, you got a group of people that you 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 trying to convert them over to a system. And if you watch it, you can see it coming along, coming along, coming along. And you just yanked the rug out after two years and didn't lead the offensive coordinator there. Are you buying the whole thing about they thought they would lose Dirk Cutter to maybe really? uh, you know, San you know, Francisco Bone, or something Tannenbaum, like that? Who's running the Miami search for the head coach? Tannenbaum? That's Is that who agent. it was? Yeah, I guess That's so. his agent. That's his agent. That's Dirk Cutter's agent. That's how you create a market for your guy. Man, that's uh, that's sad how they did. Bad. That, that, I mean, yeah, really sad how that, they did love hey, it. This better work how, out. And how do how do you keep just the coordinator who's never been in this position before? I don't know, but they they just did it, man. But 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 sap, I get what we you're basically saying just that. took the Atlanta Falcons staff with a couple of mixes and minuses. Now Dirk the head coach, now Mike Smith the D coordinator. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they were just warmed over failure. I guess is what we're getting there. But hey, Mike leftovers, leftovers that haven't been touched. You get here, Tampa. It, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I get you. Malarkey's eighteen and thirty-nine as an NFL head coach. Please explain to me how he gets another job. I don't understand. Chip Kelly's what and what, and he's going to get a new one and ran the whole Philadelphia into the ground. Well, we discussed that one last week. Uh, oh, my bad. Did, just, I, did I miss the Chip no. Kelly discussion? <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Yeah, wait. We, hey, man, he's been listen, a frequent man. topic. He's listen. been a frequent topic on this oh. show, and we, we've said we've decided that he Chip be. Kelly is an he NFL coach. He, he, he's, a, he, he's, a, a, he's a mad scientist that has not yes. produced anything. And an NFL coach, he makes a great college football They keep letting him in the lab with no supervision. I love it. Going to destroy another franchise is what he's going to do. Well, uh, he can't do any better than already... that Tom Sulo was doing up there. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he get a job? How did he get a job? <laughs> <laughs> he had a great mustache. It's, it's, it's almost like the Oscar snubs. Is that we got you, you in there? Thanks, you. Good job. Yeah. So, um, uh, listen. Yeah. If, you, if that's one way of looking at it, we, you know, we got rid of Tom Sula, but here's Chip Kelly. He's here to just really <laughs> save the day. Hey, but hey, well, at least we get up there and get us some prime ABS at the end of the game. Tom Sula was looking oh, at you like I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it like this. The living room was on fire, and now this guy's coming in to burn the rest of the damn house down. Kerosene mm, coming in at mm. you. So, there you go. go but on. I don't go get on. these hires, man. I don't get them. Hey, man, you don't get them. Hold on. It's a lot of comfort. You, no, no, no. You and Emma were just sitting there talking about what rule is this, Chad? That when you're on the road and you're home and you go for two, what? When the hell did this come up in football? Uh, I didn't say it was a rule, but, you know, oh, maybe, yeah, maybe that's your thought I process. Listening. I was listening. Yeah, maybe that's oh, your you thought know, that's process. you a rule when you're if at you're home the or you're on the road. No, that's embarrassing.
basketball, son. No, basketball, man. No, son. you know that's football. the deal. That's, that's especially a big one in college twice football. Come on. on Sunday. Here, every day here, of the week here, and twice on Sunday, you tie the game and go into overtime because there's some dummy. What? Other than Nebraska going for two in the Orange Bowl, name it. Mm-hmm. What, where that worked out? Come on now. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. Where, where the rule, you go on the road and you go for it, you don't tie the game. <laughs> what? You don't tie the game. Yeah, you go for the win. The what? Let's play the result. You play the result. That's not a rule in football. That's why, that's well, who why says we. The, who says there's a rule that you kick that extra point? There's no rule. There's no rule. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. That's how you tie the game. No, we understand that if you kick the extra point, well, I mean, we know math. That's simple math. <laughs> no, no, no. That. I'm actually you want, you go you gonna do 1.29 seconds, or you finna scratch up your butt and finna pull out a play call that now all of a sudden all 11 dudes got nervous. What? Come all on, right, let's Chad. play this. Come on, Chad. You've been around scenario. football too long. Don't play that game with Emerald because you're in the fantasy world. You put the pads on. We playing defense and you just scored, and we've been fighting like Green Bay been fighting. And now you finna go for two and lose this thing? Oh no, you ain't riding home with us. <laughs> well, no, you're talking about you're talking about that particular situation. Let's say you got one of these Big Twelve games going on, forty-five, forty-four. Your defense hasn't stopped a damn thing all day. Your offense just goes down there and gets a touchdown, such as that one. You really want to put your defense back out there again and say, "Hey, you guys, maybe, maybe yep. you guys can get us the win here." Nah, yep. Man, get out of here. Because Not me. Not you, me. You I go never, for two. Never, we score never, points never, today. Never, they letting us score points there. You never think Julian Edelman would get in the game and go to, to go to bouncing around off his chest, but hey. It happens. It yeah, happens. Well, that was a crazy. That was a crazy game. Have you seen a playoff game like that in your life, though? Well, I've seen a bunch of wild playoff games. What are you talking about? Come on, man. That so one there was. About, what was so wild about New England going up fourteen to three and then the other team trying to catch them? Have we seen this before? No, I'm not talking about New England. I'm talking about the Green Bay Arizona game. Oh, All Green Bay. Of I mean, I mean, Arian, Bruce Arian, stop it, man. There's a yeah. time for the tight wire act, and there's a time for the good old hey, let's get out of here, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you explain some of the time management, clock management that went on in these two football games on Saturday? Uh, Andy Reid is notorious for. for Clock management, and Andy Reid is like oil and water. You can go out through the history of his playoffs. He'd throw the dumbest challenges at the worst time. I mean, he's got the worst clock management you've ever seen. I mean, you just go out through his history. You can see this. Now, what the hell Bruce Arians and Tom Moore and company was doing over there? Maybe it was it. Carson. Just, maybe it was Carson. Looked like he was just finna be Carson again. They were like, "Holy smokes, we we <laughs> let's just let's just, <laughs> let's just let him play like we're not in a playoff game, you know? Let's just let's just play like he's playing street ball. You know, maybe he'll feel better about it or something. Cause that ball in the corner, that end zone. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, that that was a pretty bad pass. <laughs> How about him getting bailed out though on the on the oh, ball that slipped through everyone's hands? You talking about bail? You talking about bailed out? <laughs> Good Lord. I mean, thank God the ball stopped in, in Floyd's hands uh, and didn't end up in, in the bad guys' hands. Just stopped for Yeah, yeah uh, unbelievable. But I, hey, I I know, I believe you're a fan of this guy. How about Larry Fitzgerald's performance in that game? What are you talking about? When I was sitting here watching it, I'm like, where's Fitz? I mean, first go play, you like, come on, dog, get Fitz in the game. I mean, you going to get Fitz involved in this thing or not? Because that's the, that's the diesel in the engine. I mean, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, that uh, it's good to see I him. I mean, you can take all this, this, kind John, of game. this Johnson guy. He's fast as Chris Johnson, and we may get Chris Johnson back. And all, but Chris, hey, fellas, 
Life is yours. It's your gas in your engine. I don't know what y'all thinking, but if you ain't gonna crank that monster up and that Cadillac get that Cadillac rolling down the road, you gotta be kidding me, man. Sunday we had a football game, the early one, and you just discussed this with us last week. How about giving the Seahawks that early game, that 10 a.m. start for them? Um, and it looked all the it looked to all the world 40, that they couldn't get it started. Thousand, after forty, almost forty thousand miles traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and and it started the way I guess you would expect a West Coast team to start a one p.m. Eastern time start. They just didn't show up for that first half. Oh, you but call that, it what they the, do. Hey, call it what it is for them. Ten a.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much ten a.m. That's, someone that's who's lived on meal, the West Coast. That's pregame meal for the one o'clock game. Yeah, I know. And what you what are you eating then? But for someone who's lived on the West Coast, I totally get that whole thing there. So you know, the three oh, hours. Oh, I played. I played four years on the West Coast, not lived. I played yeah, four years yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah, I know the deal. I know the whole deal there. But I let's, loved it. let's ask this. I question. loved it. At the end of I the loved day, it. did you really? I loved it. Well, dude, I want you know I'm one of them people that wake up at four thirty in the morning like I'm late for work on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> I did enjoy I did enjoy this about living on the West Coast as a guy as an East Coast guy most of my life was I did get up early and was rarely late to things on the West Coast. So Oh no, you're never did, late. That did help. Yeah. It did football did starts at ten o'clock in the morning. It is so beautiful. And then it starts at nine on Saturday. The big twelve game starts at nine AM. Yeah, isn't that something? You know, football. Me, I, used to fly, I used to fly to L.A. on Friday so I could watch football like that all day Saturday. It was unbelievable. Yeah. To wake up and just football is on. Oh, lovely. Great oh. effort by the Seahawks to come back and get close in this No, 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 no. No, let's talk about the end of the first half. What is Pete Carroll thinking? Listen, there's a <laughs> lot of brain-dead stuff going no, on. No, 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 no. But you have to get from zero. To get the 31, son. And if he kicks that field goal at the end of the half, we got a whole different game going down the stretch. I, it's hard to know what was in his mind saying, hey, we're down this far. We need touchdowns. But I, I, um, I get that, but there's still 31. There's a three in there. Let's get the three now, and then let's kick it back off and see what we have. We get the ball at the halftime. Then you had 10. Then you had 17 instead of 14. You see what I'm saying? You've already eliminated the field goal. Now it's just the four touchdowns you need. With what I saw from various coaches in terms of time and clock management on no, uh, this weekend of games, time, Chad, let me give him a, a sudden, cookie though. I'm going to give him a, a cookie for how he handled it at the end when it was 31-21 and throwing the when he got in the field goal range, bringing the field goal unit out there early um, and to kick the field goal to get it to 31-24 and then go for the this? onside. That was one this? smart. You thing. got no, 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 Chad. You got the three points. Now you're going for seven. That's tying. Sure. That's not that's not more entertaining than getting a cookie. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm a, listen. Based on what I saw this weekend, he deserves almost a parade for just making that move. Uh, that's how I'm looking at it because it was. Mike Tomlin did uh, the same thing at the end of the Pittsburgh game. You want to give him a cookie too? Sure, throw him one. Hey, but <laughs> I tell you what, that, that, that running back 33 could not ride back on the plane. How does he fumble that ball? How, can we just call it a great play by Roby? I mean, it's a heck okay. of a play. Look at what the Roby defender who? did on that play. What? He took the, the, the wrong way? He took the wrong way because he's supposed to have contain and be outside? And 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 made and a then, play. That's called a data boy, Chad. He dove and, and, and like, hit him with an elbow and across the, the, the throat and, and hit the who ball. I, I, I don't even know how. I, I, <laughs> he punched the ball 
ball out, man. I mean, look, no. I coached that with the young guys. Punch that ball out of there, and he got but it. You, you don't so, coach them not to be in their right position to contain the ball. Well, do I don't coach that, but every now and then, Sal, like, do like, how do you get in position. that position? And that's how you get out, and the running back allows you to. Oh my God, son! It, it happens. It, Chad, it happens, have you ever man. seen Don't a act play like, like Warren Sapp never got found in the wrong gap. It happened. Hold it happened. On. He made well, a play. I, I be, I, please, please show it to him. Where he goes through the wrong gap and makes the play. <laughs> no, no. Warren I'm not Sapp, taking the everybody. easy route out. I'm not taking the easy yeah. route out. I refuse to take the easy route out. I refuse. Yeah, well, um, the, well I, that's I'm why I'm a first ballot Hall of Famer, Chad. Play. I, mean, I feel bad for the guy. Come on. Feel bad for who? I feel bad for Tucson. I feel bad for Tucson. Dude, hey. dude, that's the game right there. It's over. It is. No doubt. He has it another is. first down, another two and a half minutes come on. Oh, my God. What a – oh, he's got to be yeah. sick. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. He's the sickest man Bless alive. Bless his heart. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Are oh you God. excited about Manning and Brady again for what seems the 30th, 40th time in, in our lifetime? Brady Manning 17. Hard damn. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, no, no. I don't know. I'm not no, as excited no. as others are. You know, I, I, you, you, what, what, what other storyline do we have? Unless they two wives are going to go at it at halftime like Ronda Rousey <laughs> and the other chicks. There's nothing yeah, well. else. There's nothing Peyton else. Peyton to this didn't even story. want to talk about that no, after the no, game. He didn't. There's nothing else to this story unless Peyton wins. I know, and it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. That's nice. I mean, I want to see Pittsburgh throw it with a healthy AB, and let's see who's got the better receiver. Cause let's have a 41, 45, 42, 45, 44, 46 game up in New England in the cold or whatever. Man, come on, dog. You know. That's the only thing that stopped me from saying, hey, you know, I really would have wanted to see that. I just wasn't sure how healthy Pittsburgh was going to be. Man, how unfortunate for them, the losses that they had this year in terms of, you know, personnel at various points, because I really think they had a chance. Uh, If Antonio Brown anywhere near that game, this is over. Yeah, isn't that something? Over. It's it's too bad. Vontez Perfect. I don't, know, I don't know Steelers. how they let the Denver pass rush wake up at the end of that game. The, 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 but, well, you know what the play was. Your boy, your boy what's his name? Two what? Toussaint? Toussaint. Toussaint. Touche. That's what it is. Touche. You fumbled the ball. You are carrying the hopes and dreams of your whole football organization, son. You have a first down deep in the fourth quarter. Put. I don't even know why he cut to go outside. Just keep going straight ahead and dive and lay on the ground. You're not thinking that way, man. If you if you're too done, he's just trying see, to do the big because, hero see, thing. That's why the I don't have a spot really. on that's this why, team. I don't have a got, spot on this team. That's why he got thrown the third off the string stage. running back. Whenever you get up on the big stage and you go to not thinking you the hero, you finna make the play. No, you've already made the play, son. Get down. Yeah, sad, sad, sad but true. But uh, I don't know how healthy <laughs> would Pittsburgh have been. How healthy would Pittsburgh have been next week anyway? Dude. Antonio Brown comes back looking for uh, this Butler boy from that game one. I'm t- dog. Why? I say they beat the Patriots. That's what I say. I say they beat the Patriots. If they they would have ran that, through them. It would have been, it would, but it would have been a 44-41 game all day long. Cause Tom, you know, Tom ain't going out without shooting every bullet he got, and he will be banging. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So, what kind of chance do you give Peyton of winning this game? They are playing at home now. Vegas says no. Chat says no too. Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Peyton. So, what are you going to so, do, man? But Peyton got the home game. 
He does have the home game, but he is an and, underdog. And what's, and what's I think that helps him. Was Peyton record when it's 40 degrees or lower? We don't, we don't need to bring that kind of stuff up, do we? Yeah, it does. Because I remember as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, they just kept lowering the temperature on me. <laughs> no, they sure did. That, hey, that was we got a big it story. We got it on 40 a long time ago. 48 nothing. 48 yeah. nothing. He plays in Denver, Colorado in the winter. Are you kidding me? 40? He does. I mean, you know, I don't know what that's even going to matter. It's not like he's throwing Oh, yeah. You know why it matters? Anyway. Because whenever you're outside, the wind blows. And whenever the wind blows, Peyton Ball ducks even more. Yeah, he, he's throwing punts the out there. He'll tell you, he'll I throw a bunch of ducks for touchdowns. Just not in playoff windy weather, Peyton. Well, I'll tell yeah. you where it's not at. Yeah, windy I don't know. weather well, in Foxborough, outside in Denver. You saw that ball Sunday. I've seen him all this? season long. This was, the, this was the greatest scene I saw Sunday. Archie Manning couldn't watch his son, and then Peyton couldn't watch his defense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny, funny. Nothing like I think care was to get you right to the moment. I mean, Greg Knapp sitting there tapping him like, hey, hey, hey. He, he almost covered his face like, I don't want to watch. And <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that is an interesting point. That is how that went down. I think Vegas did the the Broncos and Peyton Manning a little bit of a favor here by making them underdogs. You know, beats them being favorites in this contest. So there hey, you hey, have hey. it. No, no, no. It's simple. Belichick coming with a defensive game plan that we've seen too many times drives a healthy Peyton Manning, a, a, a four five thousand yard forty something touchdown healthy Peyton Manning, a only sack. Less than 15 times Peyton Manning and Bill Belichick has driven him crazy. You tell me you got this plantar fasciitis, hip, <laughs> neck, shoulder, old, decrepit. Well, come on, man. Vegas, Vegas know what they money at. <laughs> All right, hey, forget about who hey, you think. You do not, you do not you build $5 billion dollar casinos for you to make money, buddy. Just, just I, I got you on that one. Hey. Forget forget about who you think who's gonna win. <laughs> Which one of these guys you're rooting for? You know what? You're rooting for Peyton. Hey man, you root you root for Peyton because you're like, hey man, come on, he can't go out with one less than his little brother, you know. And then he's gonna be then he's gonna have 15 playoff losses. So now he he's not even tied with Brett Favre. He's all alone by himself now. He's he is the greatest playoff losing quarterback ever. Yeah, well, what a distinction. I don't think either one of these teams are beating what comes out of the NFC. So, um, you know, forget about him catching up to Eli. It ain't going to happen. You know, whether he gets by Tom Brady and the Patriots or not, I just don't think that's going to happen. So why Cam Newton didn't just kneel that ball down at the end of the game? You this, is this another time management question? No, 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 no. This is just being silly. Oh, I why think. didn't he just take the knee? That's yeah. That's you you saw him sitting in the pocket and then like he, you know, like then it, then, then it starts the, the fight at the end of the game and the pushing and the shoving and then the play <laughs> clock run out. They call a delay a game on him and then he's yelling and screaming. I mean, you turn the greatest play in football into a debacle? <laughs> <laughs> you prefer that or how Shiano treats that play? We're not talking about the guy that's on the losing end. We're talking about the guy with, that has the, the victory, I'm just the victory saying, in hand. I'm, hey, I'm hey just I, I look Shiano in the face with that one, and he, 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 it worked in college for him. So you can't knock a man if you made somebody do something in college and it worked for you. You got to at least come to the next level and try it. Chip Kelly tried Isn't it. That, you know? Yeah, right. I was just about to bring him up. That's been hey, hey, I, I, me and you on the same page, brother. I always believe this, like Bruce Arians. 
Bruce Arian believes he's going to go down with how his system is because Bruce Arian didn't get a head coaching job, didn't get an interview and with the way he uh, the way he is, right? Mm-hmm. But he's gotten mm-hmm. to where he is by doing what and his system and what he is. And I, yeah. I don't have any problem with doing that. his thing basically. Hey, yeah, you're no gonna go out, baby. I remember Mike Shanahan. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody. Uh, I think it was um, Sean Payton. Sean Payton mm-hmm. said he had his. Uh, no, no. It was Mike Shanahan. The D coordinator and say the D coordinator said, "What do I call? Say call it, call it, call it, mm-hmm. no, I call mm-hmm. it. <laughs> Get away from right. me. Call it. Call whatever you want. Call yeah. it. <laughs> like don't even yeah, don't show. even come over here. Don't even come over here asking for any help. This is your job. Call it." <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the way I would handle it. Let me ask you. Let me ask you this question though. Um, would you? And and I, I want to do this for our fans because you know I never play defensive line. When you're a defensive <laughs> lineman in that situation at the end of the game, um, how do you feel when they're in that kneel down situation? Is it like yeah, or whatever, you know, or are you trying to do anything to make something fall your way? Chat. What's the thought process? I, I am standing with my hands on my hips. And my helmet not on. It's at the top of my head. <laughs> the game is over. Yeah. Put the dog that, in the truck. That's, that, that's that, the thought process. That, that. The game is over. It's all over but the cry. So go ahead and snap it. And whoever go cry, cry. Let's let's shake hands. Let's walk up out of here. Y'all get in the middle. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. Let's roll. Have you ever been with guys who are Chad, totally I hate third. I hate third and one third in inches. Let's just line it back up on first and ten. Let's just go. <laughs> From right there. First down. Let's go. From right there. I don't I don't need another banging play. I don't need one for, for six inches. I, I don't need it. Now, if we're on the goal line, I'll fight that because that's that, that you, you're going for Peter. I'll do that, but I'll mm. give you a first down just not to go through a third in inches. Oh, I hate that play. I hate that play. <laughs> they can't see it any really? damn way. They can't see it any no. damn way. They're just looking at the movement of the pile. They're just watching the pile move like, okay, it's right here. Yeah, I have no damn clue. <laughs> I know. Did you, and did no you watch that referee Sunday walk up to the line when Greg Olson got hit right before that first down and looked like he was going to spot that ball in front of that line and then split his legs and put it right on the line? No, I missed portions oh. of that game. I, was, I, I missed oh. that part, so. Oh, I almost had one. I mean, and Pete Carroll had one of those <laughs> classic defensive, you know, coordinator, defensive guys fits. Like, what the hell are you doing with your foot? I mean, you were going to plant it with your left foot, then end up moving, splitting both feet, and then put it right underneath your pecker. I mean, you can't do that, son. You cannot do that. You can't yeah, do that. Uh, I mean, uh, I've Chad, seen that I wish I had it recorded for you. You love this one. This was one of those classic, are you kidding me where you finna spot this ball at right now? I've seen it happen uh, uh, hundreds and hundreds of times. How do you like that <laughs> NFC matchup? Is that is that what we're all waiting for? I mean, we all anticipate it, but if boy, if Carson Palmer gonna play like that, but he better leave me at home. He had a moment, didn't he? He had he boy, had a moment. did he have one of them Carson Palmer moments, boy? And you know he's only played in one other playoff game. That's what lets you know this stage. <laughs> this stage is nothing to fool with. Didn't it something? That, I mean, you know what it they say about pressure. What did what did our what did our man Sam Collins always say about pressure? What will it do to a pipe? You know, so that might have happened. Someone but put the, the, some, the, someone brought that, some tape out. Larry that, Fitzgerald brought that, the duct tape out for the pipe. Yeah, no, no. Larry Fitzgerald is not a PVC pipe. Carson was at some point. <laughs> he got in the low. He got, they, they replaced his piping. <laughs> they put a little yeah, lead well. in there. <laughs> they put a little lead piping in there. Only the water from Flint will eat that. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. 
not a Flint reference on this day. Hey, arrest but, sure. Governor Snyder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's time. He poisoned to put him the kids, tub. man. You yeah, can't poison the kids and get away with it, man. He poisoned the kids. Definitely. You never get laid out your kids, man. And then Definitely. The, the governor of Flint actually drank some of this water on TV. Did he now? I missed that one. Yeah, drank the water on TV. Told people relax and drank the water on TV. Then now come out. In retrospect, I regret it all. <laughs> I bet you, I bet you regret putting that lead in your stomach. I bet you that. <laughs> in retrospect, huh? Yeah, that's what oh, In retrospect, I regret it all. Really? Yeah, of course. You got no choice. That better be but what you you're can't, saying. But you poisoned the children. You have to go to jail for that. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll like see football. if indeed. Uh, it, we'll it, see that it, that it's a criminal. Happens. It has to be a criminal charge. There's no way you get led out of the children. So let's talk about this. The Seattle Seahawks won a Super Bowl. They came back the next year. They lost the Super Bowl. This year they come and they lose in the divisional round. Is that it for them, or can they get back into this thing? What do you think? Did you hear the trade, Marshawn? Did you hear the trade? The Marshawn Lynch with a thirteen million dollar cap hit. Uh, I you know. Did you hear Pete Carroll? Did you hear that came out of Seattle yesterday? Was talking about trading Marshawn Lynch. And what to get? What though? No, 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 no. Who takes a thirteen million dollar cap hit on a thirty year old running back? There might be a dummy out there, but not many. No, the Herschel Walker Minnesota Vikings is over. That's already <laughs> been proven. You don't do that. And so then, what are these uh, guys going to do? Mike they, Dicker they gave up his draft. Mike Dicker gave up his draft for Ricky Williams. So who, yeah, who's, who's going to do what? Foolishness. There's always <laughs> one dummy. There's always one dummy. You just can someone stop the dummy? There's a dummy out there. Someone hired Mike Malarkey and they hired uh, the Dirk Cutter. I mean, so what are you going to do? It can happen. Let's not let's not say that. Can the Seahawks get back to where they were though? I like I like the nucleus of defenders and. I've always said that I don't know how the hell they got that far with those two guards. Carolina Panthers mm-hmm. inside. Thank you, defensive tackles and Carolina Panthers, for taking them home. Because I don't know yeah. how Sweezy and that other guy even stood up this long. Not Sweezy was a defensive end in college. I do remember that. I mean, listen, kudos to them to even get them to this point. Listen, the man, they, they did an excellent run, lineman. and it ain't over. The quarterback is there. The core of that defense is there. The running back that came in from Marshawn Lynch a year ago ran the ball excellent. Listen, dog, running mm-hmm. backs come a dime a dozen, two nickels every time. Beast mm-hmm. mode is, 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 was a one-time occurrence. It done ran its course. It's like a bad cold. It done ran its course. Yeah, well, uh be interesting to see if they can work their way back. All right, listen, I've got a guy that calls my show all the time. He was my Oh, I love you, it. You, you might be you might be interested in. in this. He was my roommate at Long Beach State. And you know what? He's also Long he's Beach. Also, he's also a, a Michigan native, so who knows? He might have something to share on Flint. So let me bring him on. Oh. Les, you're on with you're on with Chad, but even better, you're on with Warren Sapp, man. What's going on? What what up, Chad? What up, Warren? What's happening, man? All good, baby. Hey, hey. It, it was an exciting weekend this weekend. I think, uh, you know, Arizona Cardinals pulled, one, pulled a rabbit out their hat. You know, it was amazing that Michael Floyd caught that catch. But uh, it was an exciting weekend, like Warren said. I mean, I got a chance to enjoy it. It is the greatest weekend in football. No doubt about it. I did not move off my couch. I, and when I actually moved off in between the games, I went and ordered two meals, 
from the restaurant. The lady looked at me. I said, baby, I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> the lady looked at me crazy. I ordered two meals. She looked at me and said, you home? I said, oh, I'm not coming back tomorrow. I'm going home and watch football, baby. She said, oh, okay. I said, yeah. Why do you call the divisional round the greatest week, though? Because it's when the the two number one seeds and the two number two seeds come out and play. Mm-hmm. Right. It's the top two. It's the top two seeds, and then after the wild card round, because the wild card is just that's why we call it the wild card. It's wild. <laughs> you know, you have four yeah. road teams go in, and I've never lost yeah, a home something. playoff game. I never lost a home playoff game, so I have no idea. I mean, the town shut down. Go to the stadium, have a party. You lose. The party over there. I mean, you can't go to your favorite restaurant and get no good meal, nothing. You got to go home. So, I mean, but then when the, yeah. when the big boys come out to play, you saw what happened this weekend. The bet. Yeah, oh, no, a great weekend. Oh, Every game decided oh, by a touchdown. You can't I mean, get it, any it, better it, it, like that. It can't get no better. Yeah, it can. Watch it. Watch it get a little better. Watch it get a little more better yeah. for you. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just the best weekend in football, no doubt about it. Definitely a good week. Less uh, Sap did make a reference to Flint as a Michigan native, a Detroit native at that. Oh. What do you think about that? Let's step off of football for just a minute. What's your thoughts on what's going on in Flint? Man, um, you know, honestly, I love Michigan because I've seen that this, this, this nerd supposedly took over. And I realized it was going downhill when, you know, you, you uh, appoint a, ma- a, a, a management team to go down there and change the finances of how black people are living. And then all of a sudden you switch them to drinking Michigan water, which is some of the best water in this in the United States of America. And then you start making them drink out of a river with lead in it. And then you tell the people that it's not lead in it. I mean, they don't, and I hate to say it like this, but they don't give a F about us black folks in the state of Michigan. All they care about is making money and putting money into the suburban areas, they could care less how they treat African-Americans, man. And it's a shame that people bathing in lead, taking baths in lead, got to heat up hot water to wash up. And I mean, it's basically You can't a get the lead out. out. You can't do nothing no, to get the lead out. out. Absolutely. It's going all through your pores. So how, how are you helping or, or making sure that these kids are being raised properly? I mean, and, and then they understand it's the same. It's the same. I think they all should be arrested. See? Yeah. Well, I I think that's probably. You thought you thought, you thought I you thought I was rough. You thought I was rough. <laughs> no, I had I these knew, scratch, I, I had these scratches surface. When you talk about going from uh, Lake Huron to uh, right. that that lake, which is nineteen times more corrosive, dude, the lake is eating the lead pipe, and you knew it. Not, and you knew it, and you didn't stop it. And you knew it, and you didn't stop it. Absolutely, absolutely. A they, whole they year you doing. knew it, and you didn't stop it. Absolutely, they, absolutely. And there may be more casualties. There probably, for sure, they, will be more They have lead in their bellies, their babies. Yes, it is. Yeah, the I mean, tabs run. You have a generation of kids who are not going to. We're not going to live a healthy life, man. Killed the whole generation. He's right. A whole town. A whole town they killed. Poison the kids. Education, I mean, just anything. As far as, you know, and I, I mean, it, it's, there should be a lot of great athletes come out of there. You mean, you talking about Flint Beecher. You talking about Flint Southwestern. The, the Flintstones. It's a lot of young kids have been punished, man, for no reason whatsoever. Because these these nerds supposedly took over 
and wanted to save money for the state of Michigan. Yeah, well, you see, you, you see how that worked out. Well, listen, this is called a Gridiron Stud Show, but I want to end because I know I got two big time basketball fans on my line right here, so I'm gonna end with some basketball. Uh-oh. Is are they making too big of a deal out of what happened to LeBron and the Cavs yesterday? Well, I mean, the, the night before, Golden State got their butt whooped by the Detroit Pistons, so they they kind of didn't like that. So they took it as, all right, we're going to take the night off and so we can be ready for LeBron. That's all. <laughs> they know that why they didn't want to go. Could, why couldn't the Cavs be ready, though? Nah, nah, they're not, they're not making too much <laughs> of it. They're not, they're not making too much of it. This, this, this was a primetime matchup on a national holiday, MLK Day. No doubt about mm-hmm. it. The world, the world was watching. We all were sitting there. Let's see what you got, LeBron, because on Christmas, y'all controlled pace but couldn't win the game. Now what you got in your own home? You got a whole, whole home court. You know, I saw all that bull from LeBron. Boy, the, 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 the Warriors are just that good when they come out and they play. They are just that, that sure, good. It, they might not win yeah, 72 sure games, but they are they gonna be they going to be in the list. They going over 68. <laughs> Yeah, they're looking like uh, they're looking 68 like. Sixty-eight is over under. If you ask me, sixty-eight. The boys there for some reason when when Draymond and they and they full court is ready to roll, they love it. Whoever yeah, they're you looking got, like one of the all timers. It's gonna be interesting to see how they handle the, all the pressure when the when the playoffs. Man, when they all standing strong, I don't see a better team nowhere around. And I love the Spurs and how they play it with Timmy and the big fundamental, Kawhi Leonard and all that, and Ginobili and the Pepe Le Pew, the little, little Parker running around there, the little Frenchman. <laughs> hey, I love it. I mean, but them boys, uh, man. Ooh, woo. Hey, Ch- Chad, Chad, I know, I know Day Day from when he was he was in Saginaw, man. I kid was going to turn into that, to that type of athlete, man. I mean, I watched him all through Michigan State because, I trained a few guys over at Michigan State, and uh, you know I didn't know he was going to turn into an enforcer like he did. And I mean he he's taking his game to another level. I mean he was a high school All American, college All American, and now he's a you know NBA you know champion. I just didn't I didn't see it then. I got one for you. He's in the conversation yeah. for MVP because he's got eight triple doubles this year. He's in the conversation wow. right now. That's what we yeah, talk about. Yeah. We talk about we talk about him. I mean, the team and the championship is beautiful, but when you talk about Draymond Green being in the MVP conversation, that's a whole nother level, brother. Hey, hey Warren, when you when you give them them checks, though, baby, you know they're gonna play to a different level if, if they feel they feel like them checks gonna get bigger, dog. So hey, he hey. wanted them. He wanted them out. guys. Max out. Max out. Max out. Max out. Max out. All right. Well. Fellas, I'm going to leave it at that, all right? We went from some lead water to some – so the Cavs getting lead put in them yesterday by the Golden State Warriors. So Ooh, I'm going to leave it at too. that. Yeah, I, appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate both of y'all being on today, man. Uh, interesting we discussions we had. It's love, it's Thank you, by the Thank great you fellas. Star. Beautiful style. There you Beautiful go. Man. Star, as hey, always. Appreciate, look, appreciate y'all, look, man. Uh, talk to y'all soon, man. All right, good, all right. Brother. We'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. All right, man. All right. We're going to take a break, come back for my final thoughts here on the Gridiron Stud Show. We'll be right back right after this.
OMG. Look at all of this paperwork. Are you a business owner and you're buried under a mountain of paperwork? You need an MVP on your team. And that MVP is MVP Business Concierge Services. They know that sometimes paperwork can get in between you and your customers. Why not spend the time doing what it is you do best? Getting new customers, handling the ones that you have now, and while you're doing that, you can have an MVP working for you. We know that tax season is the busiest time of the year for business owners. No more missing deadlines and getting IRS penalties for late filing. MVP Business Concierge Services will do all the hard work for you. They will streamline your payroll, streamline your finances, and have you on track. With trustworthy advisors that are very reliable, they will take the hard work away from you and get you back into what it is you're doing best. How do you get this MVP on your team? You call right now, 844-696-8722, 844-MY-MVP-CC, or send an email to info at mymvp.cc and get an MVP on your team today. Final segment of the Gridiron Stud Show. It's 11:04 here on the East Coast. I do want to make that distinction for the East Coast because, yeah, it, that's a tough deal that the Seattle Seahawks had to go through. Um, but it's professional football, so no one wants to hear the crying. I could hear all the people that might be listening now. Uh, they're professional football players. Get up, get ready, get playing. But you know, until you find yourself in that situation, you just don't know how tough that is i mean hell you're going against arguably the best team not even arguably the best team in the nfl during the regular season you got a tough draw there to begin with it is a road game and you're playing it at 1 a.m i don't understand why they couldn't get the late game but i don't know why give them advantage i have no idea it would have been nice for that game to be at four o'clock and see what happens there nevertheless uh, i want to thank my guest warren Sapp for being on the show today to discuss uh, the NFL playoffs with us. It was a great weekend. Uh, every game decided by a touchdown. That's what you want, right? Is is that what we want, or do we want to really see just complete and utter domination by uh, any any of these teams that come out? Do we do we favor that, or do we like the close games? I personally like the close games. Who wants to be falling asleep at the end of a football game or have it totally decided? Like it looked like Carolina and Seattle's game was going to be. I started thinking about the uh, Jacksonville-Miami matchup during the Jimmy Johnson era where the Jags beat beat the hell out of the Dolphins, put up 62 points that day, and just completely ran them off the field. Uh, was uh, worried that that might happen there, and thankfully it didn't. The Seahawks were able to work their way back into it and have a little bit of intrigue at the end of the game. Nevertheless, uh, the Seahawks are out. The Panthers are moving on. you got your two high seeds playing against each other in the NFC Championship game, and you got the old Brady-Manning matchup. Doing it one more time for the folks over in the AFC. So two games coming up next week. Uh, Just a program note, going to have the recruiting roundtable tomorrow, so definitely want to look out for that. That is an 8 p.m. show on Wednesday night. Always great having the uh, recruiting roundtable and the reporters from around the country 
from Rivals, Scout, and 247 Sports sharing the latest information. And this time of year, there's a ton of information. There's a ton of stuff going on in recruiting. So going to have the guys on here to keep us updated on that and talk some other recruiting issues tomorrow night at 8 p.m., so make a note of it. Mark that down on your calendars. You don't ever want to miss the Recruiting Roundtable show. So um, we're going to have that tomorrow for you. And then, you know, of course, on Friday we'll have the weekend wrap or the weekend preview when Eamon and I get on and talk about these two ball games that we've got coming up, as well as any of the latest and uh, greatest issues going on in both college and NFL football. So <clears throat> got to get my voice together here. But nevertheless, um, yes, please do stay tuned. And I want to thank all of you for listening to the Gridiron Stud Show today. And if you love the Gridiron Stud Show, please tell a friend, because the more the merrier. So thank you for listening. Back on tomorrow for the recruiting roundtable. Uh, appreciate you all being here. Thank you, and um, enjoy the rest of your day. This is the end, my only friend, the end. Hey, man, how many offers do you have? Well, I got about. To all you high school recruits out there, you want to get recruited by the colleges? Step up and visit GridironStuds.com today. We've got college coaches visiting. We've got people visiting. We've got fans visiting. If you want to be seen, get your video up there right now. It's easy. Create a profile. Takes two minutes. Stop playing games. Get off of Facebook. Take control of your future. GridironStuds.com is where you need to be today. Visit now. Set your profile up and let yourself be seen. Yo, what's up?